You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Brandon Lebowitz on the line. Now, Brandon runs and operates SEO optimizers since 2007. They're a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn converts into clients, sales, leads, and everything else, aka money. So, hey, Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I we can just go ahead and hop right in. I wanted to talk about something that a lot of small business owners come to me about. And I feel like you would definitely be the expert on this. But that's about ads. Um, so first and foremost, um, what are ads and how do they work for small businesses? Uh, ads are what you see when someone pays to get to the top of a search engine or pays to get on Facebook ads or Instagram ads or YouTube, there'd be videos or there could be Gmail ads or there could be banner ads that follow you around or there could be ads on your discovery devices, which is all like the smart devices and there's a lot of different ads or when you search on Google, there's text ads that you could click on them. There's products that could be shopping ads. There's tons of different ads, but ads are where you pay for visibility and exposure. Whereas with the SEO, it's getting that free visibility so you can avoid spending money on ads because the ads, they work, they're just expensive and they add up pretty quickly. When you stop running ads, you just disappear. Whereas with SEO, you stop running ads, I mean, you stop doing SEO, you're not just gonna disappear. It's gonna take some time for your competitors to outrank you. It might take months, weeks, but it's not immediate. Whereas with the ads, you just stop them, you're just gone instantly. So they're good for short-term, long-term, I'd say organic is the way to go. So you don't have to keep spending money on those paid ads. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that makes complete sense now that you break it down like that. Um, so SEO for more long term strategy and then ads for something short term if you just want to get a quick bump. Now, when it comes to ads, you've named a lot of different ads and some of those I didn't even know. I didn't know had a name. I didn't know I wasn't aware. Um, so with that being said, um, what ads in your experience have been the most return on investment? And I know it's a, it depends question, <laughs> um, but just thinking in general terms, um, what kind of ads have been the most, um, you know, you get more than what you put in type thing. Uh, let's say the best ads would be then remarketing people have been to your website but didn't make a purchase or didn't do a specific action, follow them around. So if you go to Amazon, you look at a product, you don't buy it, those ads follow you around, doing the same thing because these are warm leads, it's not cold. These are warm leads that have been to your website. They know kind of who you are, but something distracted them or caused them not to go through that conversion action. So follow them around, remarket to them. That's gonna be the most effective by far. Always 100% everyone should run remarketing ads just because half your traffic's gonna leave immediately. So if you can follow them around and keep yourself top of mind, it's gonna really help out. Ah, ah, now, okay, so, you know, 
all over social media. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, my phone's listening to me. Like, how are I, how do websites follow you around? <laughs> like, because you know, we've all experienced where we go to a website and then all of a sudden, or we have a conversation and then all of a sudden we see ads for that particular product. So as a small business owner, how do I get that to happen on my website? Well, you just install a little tracking code and that's it. Good to go. You just put a little tracking code on your website and you could follow anyone around. And with Google, the nice thing is I could do the same thing to my competitor's traffic. So anyone that's been to my competitor's website, I could take all their traffic from YouTube, banner ads, and no one will ever know. And that's been the most effective. Interesting. Yeah, remarketing to your <laughs> like... traffic and remarketing to your competitor's traffic, those two are game changers. Gotcha. So how do you, so now my brain is just going. <laughs> I know we're kind of going a little off, but um, that's interesting that you say that. So how do you get your tracking code on other people's websites? Google just lets you do it. Google wants money and they'll let you do it. So they're happy to take your money. But Google has access to every website. I mean, almost every website Google has access to because of Google Analytics and tracking codes and Gmail and Google Tag Manager and Google Ads. So they know everything almost. Very interesting. Now, I get a lot of questions, too, about like these social media ads, especially Facebook ads. Now, in my experience, they haven't been quite worth it um, unless you like spend an arm and a leg. But you're the expert. So I wanted to throw that question to you as well. When it comes to like these social media, like let's say let's just say Facebook ads, are they worth it? And if you have found them worth it, what dollar amount makes it worth it? Mm, this depends. If that's where your audience is, then you should be there. I'm an SEO company. I'm not going to get many people looking on Instagram or Facebook for an SEO company. Sometimes they'll will, but most people are going to go on Google, search there. So I would prefer to run ads where people search, not where you're interrupting people based off interest because social media is low quality traffic because you're interrupting them. They're not looking for your product or service. They might want to use your product or service in the future or the past, but it doesn't mean they care about you now. Whereas on Google, they're searching. So I would only focus on Google until you spend all your money on Google, then spend your money on Bing. Once you spend all your money on Bing, then you could go to social. Ah, okay, so that makes sense. So Google, the hierarchy is Google, Bing, then social if you have a budget left. <laughs> Google, so, Google um, not even Bing, Google, <laughs> unless you have tens of thousands of dollars to spend every single month, then you could go off to other platforms. But Google, you could probably spend $100,000 a month and still not hit all those people. Wow. And so, okay, let me ask you another question. Speaking of money. So we're talking about small business owners, you know, like, let's say, for instance, there's like a local plumber, okay? And he wants to advertise his business on Google so people know, you know, after doing his all SEO stuff and whatever. So what type of ad budget should he, like, let's say, save up for? Just depends on how much visibility and exposure they want because each click is gonna cost money. So they're spending $1,000, they might get 1,000 visitors, maybe 500 visitors. And out of every 100 visitors, you might get one lead, possibly. So it just depends how many clients you're able to take on, how much new visibility and exposure. But you got to just make sure you're making a positive return on your investment. That's 
really the main thing where you gotta just calculate that and if you're making a positive return, push more money into it. If not, pull money away from it and optimize that campaign so you do hit a positive return. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, it sounds like there's a lot to know about ads. (laughs) Um, So really quick, I just want to switch gears. So SEO, um, that is a great long-term strategy. It's something that I've used with my business all the time. What are some quick tips that people can like just do immediately when it comes to their SEO on their website? The easiest is just add more content, more text, the more content you have on every single page, the easier it is for the search engines to read and understand that page and rank you for the correct keywords. So I usually put about 400 words of content on every single page, the more the better, but having text really helps a lot. And that's something you don't need to know coding or be tech savvy is just add more text, add more content. Content is most important. That's why blogs are important because it's a way to add more text and more content to your website. But the more text, the better you're going to be. Gotcha. And we should definitely do at least a minimum of 400 words on each page. On every single page that you want to rank. Google can't read images or videos yet. They're getting there, but they still rely heavily on text. The more text, the easier it is for them to read that page and rank you for the proper keywords. But if you don't have content, it's going to be tough. They're getting better, but they still really need you to spoon feed them as much information as possible. And the more text, the easier it will be for them to read that page. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, if we do have content, so like I have a blog and I've been blogging since what, 2017? So I have like 200 and something articles, it's a lot. Um, What are some things, if people already have a ton of content, what are some like um, on-page when, Oh, okay. Let's just explain what on-page and off-page SEO is first, and then I'll get into my question. (laughs) On-page SEO is optimizing your website. Off-page SEO is anything not affecting your website. So on-page would be going to the coding and making changes, and off-site would be anything that's not touching the coding on your website, like social media or getting published on the LA Times or something like that. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, I just wanted to clear that up for the audience. So that way, um, because I was about to use terms and I'm like, not everybody knows this stuff. Um, So with on-page SEO, what are some things like, let's say we have a blogger like myself and I have just a ton of articles, didn't really care about SEO when I was writing them. What is a quick tip that I can do since I already have the content um, that can help me in my SEO efforts? Um, You got to make sure that you put a good title. The title is most important. Making sure you put keywords in the content, interlinking the pages together. So having links in that content to go to other blog posts to keep people on your website. You gotta maybe search in Google for your keywords and see that people also ask section in Google and incorporate those questions onto that page and then answer them. That way you show up in there. Or you could scroll to the very bottom of Google and look at that related searches and pull more keywords from there and just try to Sprinkle those keywords in there. Use different like H tags, header tags throughout the content. You could use bullet points and you could use numbered lists to help break it up. And you incorporate schema.org, which is like a programming language into the coding. And then if you want to get technical, you can optimize like the SEO title tag, the meta description, make sure that the new page is in your sitemap, submit that sitemap to Google and Bing search console. and make sure that the images have alt tags and have file names with keywords in it you could add a video that will help out if you do the video make sure the video file name has keywords in it and that would really make a pretty optimized page from an on point on page perspective 
and then you'd have to work on the off-page SEO after that. But that would pretty much cover the on-page for optimizing a page. I know it's a lot, but that's what it really takes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if you all are listening um, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this sounds so overwhelming, um, you can do it little by little. And you can also reach out to Brandon because Brandon can help you with all of that, I'm sure. Um, And then also one last question. You mentioned off page SEO and getting links from other websites and, you know, so on and so forth. What are some things that people should consider when, you know, thinking about backlinks. So for instance, I know I get emails all day long about, oh, Tiffany, I would like a backlink on your site. Um, (laughs) What are some things you should consider before you accept the backlink or you go forth and look for one? Well, you need to be building backlinks. If you're just accepting them, you're just helping other people out. You need to be building them yourself. And you need to be getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give to you. And then they look at the keywords on your website. But it doesn't work the other way around. Without the backlinks, Google's not going to rank a website. So you got to go in and build backlinks, whether it's looking at your competitors' backlinks by using tools like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush or building new ones, like you were saying, like where people do the blogger outreach. But just making sure you pitch it to the right blogs and that you give them good content and not gibberish and not sending it to random sites because unfortunately that's what a lot of people are doing but it's all about quality not quantity so making sure you get good quality backlinks and to google a quality backlink is a website that's related to you and authoritative but more relevancy Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. This was super helpful for my entrepreneurs that are listening. Now, if people were interested in getting help with this stuff or finding out more about you, how can they contact you? So I created a special gift for everybody. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com, it's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that gift there along with my contact information and I do free consultations. If you have a website, I'll check it out from an SEO perspective and let you know what's working, what's not working and how to get you to the level that you're looking to be at. Awesome. Awesome. We love free gifts over here. So if you did not catch that, let's say you're listening while you're doing something else. Don't worry. We'll have that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me on today. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>